Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. This podcast consists of about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parasha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. Some weeks it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Thanks for listening. Welcome everyone, thanks for listening. First, let me just say... Something I feel very excited about. This is the 101st episode of 7-Minute Torah. I've been at this project now for a little over two years, and I'm so excited and so gratified by all the learning going on and all the people that are logging in to listen every week. So thank you. If you haven't yet, this is a great time to pass on the link to the episode to someone that you think might be interested in some weekly Jewish learning. And also, if you haven't yet, I'd love it if you would leave a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. It really does help build visibility and help the the program continue to grow. And now on to the matter at hand. We're reading this week about the Exodus. The Parsha is called Bo, and it is the third Parsha in the book of Exodus. Two weeks ago, we met Moses. Last week, we saw him begin to go to Pharaoh to ask that Pharaoh let the people go. We also saw last week the first seven of the ten plagues. So as we pick up the action again this week, Moses goes back to Pharaoh for an eighth, ninth, and tenth time to ask or or really demand that Pharaoh let the Israelite slaves go. This parsha includes the last three of the ten plagues, the plagues of locusts, darkness, and finally makat bechorot, the death of the firstborn. And then we finally see Pharaoh relent, let the people go, and the people begin to make their way out of Egypt. This is Exodus chapter 12, verse 37. It says, Vaisu b'nei Israel miram ses Sukkota, the Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Sukkot. Now, there's some disagreement about where this place called Sukkot is. Some scholars think that it's still in Egypt, on the edge of what today is the Gulf of Suez. Other scholars think that this is already into the Sinai Desert. Either way, it's clear that the Israelites are making their way away from and out of Egypt. Next week, they'll meet Pharaoh's army at the Sea of Reeds, and we'll read the very famous story of the parting of the sea and the Israelites' escape from slavery. So as we open this Parsha, we're really reading what is a foundational story in Israelite and then later Jewish identity. This is the story of our freedom. This is the story that we tell at the Passover Seder year after year after year. And as you read through, one of the things that's very interesting is that embedded into the story is already the idea that this is a story that should be told from generation to generation. Early in chapter 12, right after Moses announces the 10th plague and basically says, Hey everybody, we're leaving tonight. He couples that announcement with the creation of a new holiday. It says, This month shall be the beginning of months for you. In other words, this is your new new year. This event, this exodus, is so important that it should be ritualized every year with a holiday, with a set of traditions and rituals that you will perform in order to mark and remember it. 
the people are commanded to perform a certain sacrifice that we come to know as the Pesach offering, and they're commanded to tell the story. In fact, three times in this portion, the Torah says something that sounds like, when your children ask you, this is what you should tell them. The first time is in Exodus chapter 12, verse 26, where it says, When your children ask you, what do you mean by this ritual? You shall say it is the Passover sacrifice to the Eternal, because God passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. Then in chapter 13, verse 8, it says again, You shall explain to your child on that day, This is because of what the Eternal did for me when I went free out of Egypt. And then again, only six verses later, When your child asks you, what does this mean? You shall say to them, it was with a mighty hand that the Eternal brought us out of Egypt, the house of bondage. So this Parsha is not only the story of the Exodus. It's also the story of the telling of the story of the Exodus. We have this really important emphasis on storytelling as a mode of of ritual, as a mode of memory building, and as a mode of peoplehood building. And we can see how the ritual of the Passover Seder grows out of the ideas that are already embedded in this week's Torah portion. More specifically, and this will sound familiar from the Passover Seder, this is about telling the story to children who are asking questions about it. You may have noticed that those three passages, or at least two of the three, talked not only about telling stories to children, but also about the answer we give when they ask. By the way, there's a fourth instance in Deuteronomy that sounds quite similar. Again, when your child asks, here's what you should say. And the rabbis put these four passages together into the ritual of the four children. They assume these to be four types of children asking questions in four different ways. And they understand from it that we are supposed to teach our children this very important story differently according to their age and their ability and their attitude and the ways that they ask questions. From this, our tradition learns the lesson that asking questions is absolutely central to the Passover Seder. The rabbis of the Talmud, which of course is written hundreds of years after the Torah, teach that ideally children should ask questions at the Seder, but if not, spouses should ask each other questions, and even Torah scholars who already know the laws of Passover should ask each other questions in order to elicit answers and stories about the Exodus. So one of the lessons of this parsha which then becomes a Jewish value, is the importance of encouraging questions as a mode of learning. And this reminded me of a story I once heard about a Jewish physicist by the name of Isidore Rabi, who, um, who won a Nobel Prize in 1944. He made the connection between questioning and learning as well. This is the story he told about why he became a scientist. He said, my mother made me a scientist without ever intending it. Every other Jewish mother in Brooklyn would ask her child after school, no, did you learn anything today? But not my mother. She always asked a different question. Izzy, did you ask a good question today? That difference, asking good questions, made me a scientist. So much of the knowledge that we humans have about our world has come to us because of curiosity. And so much of our individual growth as human beings is also the result of our capacity to question and to wonder and to be curious about the world around us.
That's the lesson of Parashat Bo. It's the lesson of the Passover Seder. Don't forget to ask questions. Don't forget to be curious. And don't forget to encourage your children to ask questions so that you can tell them these stories so that they can learn about their people, about their history, and about the world around them. We would probably all do better to ask a few more questions and to be a little more curious about the world. So thanks for your curiosity and for joining me this week to learn about Parshat Bo. When we meet again next week, we'll be standing on the edge of the Red Sea, ready to cross over into freedom. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.